Before today's episode, I would like to give a quick message to all of our listeners. Here at the Plum Forest Podcast, we support all races and beliefs, and we strive to make equality part of our daily routine in our lives. The injustice and systemic racism in our country is not acceptable one bit. This podcast is made by a group of people from all backgrounds and all races, and not one person on our team is regarded any differently than anyone else. At the Plum Forest Podcast, we support the Black Lives Matter movement to hopefully change how every person thinks about race in their daily life. We stand with you and have made a donation to our local NAACP branch along with signing numerous petitions to change how our politics deal with racist agendas. I personally urge every single one of you to make sure you are registered to vote and do everything you can to change the current situation we find ourselves in. The Plum Forest Podcast stands 110% behind the Black Lives Matter movement and it is our duty as human beings to change the future for generations to come. If you can, please, please, please donate to one of the many foundations to help this movement. There will be links on our website where you can find foundations that support this movement. Black Lives Matter, and we stand with you 110%. Now, please enjoy today's episode. Today's episode contains some material and language that might not be suitable for everyone. Discretion is advised. Welcome to the Plum Forest Podcast, where we give you modernized versions of classical Chinese fables and short stories. Before we get started, please make sure to hit that like and subscribe button, or even leave a comment, because it lets me know that you're listening, and I like that. Another quick note, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners out there. As I'm recording this right now, which is about two weeks after the original start of the podcast, we've already hit 300 downloads. And that makes me amazingly proud and amazingly happy. So thanks for spending the time and listening to my project. I hope everyone is just as excited as I am for this episode. This episode is a little bit shorter than the other ones, but it's still a great story to tell right now. You know, cause right now it's early summer and wildlife is doing all right right now. I hope you can listen to this episode while doing some yard work outside, which would be really fitting for this episode. I say this because this story is about the ongoing battle between snails and bees. And when you're gardening, both of those are an integral part of any garden. You know, defending against snails while promoting bee activity is ideal, right? What would I know though? I do not have a green thumb and all I do is just write and record these weird stories. But hey, hopefully you can listen to this story out in the sun or your garden and maybe you'll get some ideas. Probably not though, but maybe. The original of this story was found by a good friend of mine, and I thought it could be a great story for my listeners. This story is based off of The Battle of the Bees and Snails, or in Chinese, The snails in the original story were ones found in China that resemble the Roman snail, which are the kind of snail we think of when snails pop into our heads. But these snails are notorious for sucking all of the juices out of fruit while they're still on the tree. Many age-old superstitions say that these snails loved sweet things, so you might be getting an idea of where this story is about to go. Either way, these snails have been a nuisance for quite some time. Well, on that note, let's get today's episode started. The Hive. 
After a long and cold winter, spring had finally arrived, and every animal in the forest was enjoying the new sun and warmth. The bees were especially excited for spring to be here, and with all the flowers blossoming, they were quick to get to work collecting pollen for their hive. As the bees were bustling around collecting pollen, not everyone was so happy with all this noise that they were making. Mrs. Snail was the most upfront with this and was not having any of this buzzing that was going on. After a long season of working and foraging for her and her family, Mrs. Snail came home to relax and be with her freshly hatched babies. Just as she was about to drift off to sleep, a loud noise started outside and halted her much-needed slumber immediately. She popped her head out of the window to notice thousands of bees buzzing by without a single care for any other creature in the forest. Standing there frustrated with her head halfway out the window, she hollered at the buzzing bees. Hey, can you guys shut up? I have 16 babies in here, and they're trying to sleep. They need 15 days of sleep before they can start walking around, and the noise you guys are making isn't going to help one bit. You guys flew by super noisily yesterday, and I didn't say a thing. But this is enough. Today is too much. You guys aren't considerate to my sleeping babies, and if one of them dies because of this noise and not being able to sleep, I'm going to hold you personally accountable, and I'll go by your house and destroy it so you can know my pain. Mrs. Snail was irate, and her snail veins were popping out of her snail forehead. It was as if she puffed out her snail chest to the bees flying by while standing in her window. Every year you guys come and make noise, you take the fruit that could feed me and my children, and you aren't very considerate. You guys not only rob me, but you make a whole lot of noise while doing it too, which hurts my children. If you don't stop this nonsense, I'm going to call my friends and family, and we'll take care of you guys. As she continued her rant, the king bee just happened to be part of the many bees flying by when he heard Mrs. Snail's ranting. The king bee, who was the queen bee's bottom bro, thought he would give her a quick piece of his mind. Don't threaten my family. You guys are from the dirt, and that slimy trail you leave is just gross. All of your family died before, and no one even noticed. Do you know why no one noticed when you and your family died? Because you're of no use to anyone but yourself. Bees, on the other hand, we make people and animals fat with our honey, and it tastes fucking delicious. We're all over the world, and we feed almost every animal. The king bee went off on this tirade all while staring at the snail while she was on her soapbox in her window. Did you hear about that human boy who tried to destroy our nest? Just as he was about to hit our nest, his mom stepped in. We didn't even have to defend ourselves. The human boy's mother just knew how important we were and defended us by herself. Now do you know why the human mother defended us? Because we're useful to them. We give them honey, and they fucking love it. But you... You're just a slimy, creepy, slow-moving, disgusting, good-for-nothing animal. Mrs. Snail was furious. You could almost see her rage in her snail trail she left behind as she stormed back into the home. The bees continued buzzing by and there was nothing Mrs. Snail could do in her rage at this point. As Mrs. Snail went back into her home, she decided to put on Netflix and watch The Tiger King to try and use Joe Exotic's voice to drown out the buzzing outside which I bet would have probably worked. The next evening, Mrs. Snail decided to head over to her brother Snail's house and was sure to let him know what had happened the day before with all those annoying bees. 
As she entered her brother's home, she was greeted by him and his friends all enjoying a light meal with a few malted snail beverages. What's going on, sis? You seem pissed. Yeah, of course I'm pissed. Have you not heard all this ruckus outside? I have many babies that need to get their full 15 days, and we know what happens if they don't get their 15 days. And then, the king bee even said we're good for nothing and slimy. We need to do something about those bees. Slimy and good for nothing? (gasps) Yeah, I know. Something needs to be done. Well, what did you have in mind? Let's go to their house and destroy it. No one gets away with insulting us. In 15 days, we ride into their home and we destroy them and their home. Two weeks went by and the snails planned out how they would finally stick it to the bees. And as they planned, all the grunt snails prepped for heading into battle. When the day finally came, the snails swarmed the hive with all their might to try and take down the bees. Luckily for them, the hive was on a low-hanging tree, so the snails climbed up and headed to the hive to destroy it. Even though it was kind of slow, because they are snails, they still made it up after quite some time. But when they arrived at the hive, they found it barren with no bees in sight. Where are the bees? I thought we were going to have to fight them. One of them asked. All the militant snails with weapons in hand were befuddled and shrugged with no idea what was going on. All the snails started to wander around the hive to try and figure out where all the bees had gone. After a short while of searching, one of the snails stumbled upon something that was unexpected. Oh my lord. They had discovered the honey reserve. All of the snails quickly got word of this and began rushing over to start gorging themselves on this wonderful honey. The snails then proceeded to fill their stomachs until they were about to explode. And, with this new sugar rush, they were ready to fight, but soon became burdened by the worst thing that could have happened, the itis. As these snails were struggling to fight the itis, a buzzing sound was heard off in the distance, and the snails knew what that must be. The bees returned home to find the snails gorging themselves on the honey that they have worked so hard to make all season long. It was an entire season's work being wasted by the true enemy, the snails. The bee king made his way up to the front of the commotion to confront the snails for what they've done with their honey reserves. Hey guys, what's going on here? This isn't your home, and that isn't your honey to eat. Why are you guys here to eat all of our honey that we've slaved to make? It's late though. I guess you guys should spend the night and be our guests, and then in the morning we can figure this whole thing out. The snails were not having any of this. This was the same bee that berated Mrs. Snail and even called all snails slimy. Oh, the nerve. Man, this honey is amazing. And you know, it's so good that I've decided to already move my family in here and just gorge on all the honey. We're gonna live here for as long as the honey is still available. The tone of the bees quickly changed from good host to still pretty nice hosts, actually. You guys get one night, and that's it. And after what you just said, I'm reluctant to even give you that. For all I know, you could just go and kill all of our babies. Both the bees and the snails went off to their respective areas for the night, because the bees knew that the honey-fattened snails wouldn't leave quickly, so we thought that would be ideal. The king bee returned to his room 
and he decided to call one of his guards to his quarters to have a quick word about what to do with the snails. Watch them. I don't trust them one bit, so you gotta watch them closely. Also watch the babies. They're gonna do some bad things, but we do need to stay civil with them. The guards agreed to the orders and left the king bee's bedroom. The head guard then dispatched some bees to keep an eye on the snails and dispatched other bees to keep guard of their babies. The next morning came and the sun was rising and it looked like it was going to be an amazing day. As the king bee was doing his morning stretches of his bee wings, a guard burst into the room with news about the snails. What's going on? What happened last night? It's the snails. They've killed so many of our babies with their snail trail. When they were searching yesterday afternoon, they left their damn trail everywhere and it poisoned our babies overnight. And it gets worse. They brought dirt in with them and it's gotten dirt all in the honey. The honey's ruined. It tastes horrible. And it's not even the worst part. Humans aren't going to want this honey. Well, maybe the hippies, but that's not enough. Then who's going to protect us from everything? The hippies? Yeah, right. They can't even protect trees. We need to get rid of these snails as soon as possible. Okay, okay, okay. Calm down. It can't be that bad. We can give them one more night. Another night? Are you nuts? Yes, one more night. It's the righteous thing to do. Let me talk to them, and we can solve this whole situation to help us both out. The king bee walked over to the snails with his guards behind him, their hands on their weapon. Even though the fellow bees weren't in full support of letting them stay another night, they trusted their king bee. He was the queen's main squeeze and hadn't misled them yet, so why should they doubt him? When the bees arrived at the snails' room in the hive, they were all amazed at how fat the snails had become from eating their honey after just one night. Alright guys, I can clearly see that you guys have gorged enough last night, but what's up with killing my babies? And spoiling our honey with your dirt? We've tried to be nice, but you guys are horrible guests. Why would you do such a thing to the hosts after we've offered all of this to you? Do you not remember a snail that she yelled at a while back? That was my sister. That was your sister? Now this all makes sense. I knew you guys were here to just harm us and not to help out. You guys need to leave by tonight. And if you don't, you will die here. I can promise you that. Ha, how are you gonna kill us? I'd like to see you try that. We are gonna stay though. We are free animals. We're gonna eat what we like and hell, we like honey. Actually, we love honey. So we're gonna stay here and eat it all and then we'll leave whenever we think we're done with your honey. Sound good? Great. Cause that's what we're gonna do. The king did not expect that this was going to happen, but he returned to his quarters and prepared for a battle for the ages. The king put on his armor and headed to lead his army of bees in a battle that would go down in the history books. He instructed any able-bodied soldier to make wax until midday sharpen their stingers, and prepare for the battle that was going to happen. All of the soldier bees returned to their barracks with gusto, and nearly every single bee sharpened their stingers, grabbed their wax, kissed their bee wives and babies goodbye, and readied for battle. The battle cries blasted throughout the hive, and nearly every bee was ready to fight to the death as they had these battle cries flowing through their veins. The snails heard this and had no idea what was going on. They figured that these noises were battle horns, but how were they going to defend themselves against that many bees? The bees rushed through the halls of the hive with wax in hand and stingers ready to pierce anything that needed to be pierced. As the snails were encircled by the bees, 
The bees slowly closed in on them and stuffed wax in any and every orifice that the snails had, even the gross ones. They continued for a short time and the snails struggled to breathe with the wax clogging up every possible outlet. One by one, the snails slowly died and the bees began cheering victoriously. With all of these snails lying there in agony, the king bee flew into the hall and landed right in front of the dying brother snail, the leader of these snails at this point. Ah, Mr. Snail, I was kind to you. I offered you food. I let you stay here, not just one night, but two. And you could have eaten all the honey you wanted. I was okay with that. But you decided to take our kindness for granted. You killed our children. You dirtied our honey. You didn't want to be civil. You just wanted to be a dick. Well, look at you now. You will die. Our wax is the finest in the land, and you will not break free. And you will inevitably die right here where you lay. Goodbye, snail. After he finished his patent victory speech to the dying snail, the king made a declaration that his people would be leaving this hive with dead snails left inside for others to see what had happened. The bees quickly gathered all of their belongings and left the hive on the low-hanging tree. The bees never returned to that hive, and the snails died a painful death in that hive too. But word began to spread throughout the forest about what had happened there. A few days later, one of the humans from the nearby village came to collect some of the delicious honey made by the bees. He then stuck his hand in the hive expecting honey, but instead he pulled a handful of dead snails and dirty honey. The fuck is this? Bewildered, the man stuck his hand in once more to see if it was just an off chance. But again, he pulled out another handful of dirty honey and dead snails. These dead snails and dirty honey filled the hive, and this honey was no use to the human anymore. So the human decided to do the right thing and bury the hive in the ground. The dead snails and tainted honey were buried deep in the ground and would soon be absorbed back into Mother Nature to complete the cycle. Every once in a while, the king bee would return and look at where his great hive used to be. He would look at the hive and ponder what could have been, but the snails had made their choice. The rumors started to spread throughout the forest quickly, and just like any other rumor, every time it was retold, it would alter slightly and soon became a far-fetched fairy tale. But the king bee knows what really happened there, and would never forget the real story of the snails' greed. just straight up cold-blooded of the bees. They were so nice to the snails, but they were just being petty. The bees let them even spend the night, and of course, the damn snails just go off ruining everything. And the worst is that they were just dicks about it too. I wouldn't let a guest be like that to me, but that's because I'm a human and not a bee. I also love the Tiger King bit, because when I was writing the story, a dude and I were talking on Twitter about how Joe Exotic's voice can drain out any other noise. I'm serious. Try it. It's been an ongoing joke about blocking out noises. All in all, the snails were dicks. And I understand that babies need their sleep, but to just yell out the window like that sounds like a mean person. It's funny too. In the original version, it even had the moral of the story after the text. This wasn't very common, especially in classical Chinese literature, but sometimes it happened. Now, this moral was, the selfish and the proud want everything, but they deserve nothing. 
That's a bold statement if you think about it. Well, I'm sure you have more questions about this weird-ass story, so please be sure to head over to the Plum Forest Podcast subreddit, and let's discuss some of those weird questions that you may have. The cast today was an amazing group of people that came from all over the United States. I actually found people on Reddit who are also into this audio drama stuff, and they all went out of their way to give me a helping hand. So thanks, guys. Mrs. Snail was done amazingly by Annie Fowler. The VP for TP himself, Manisha Rora, helped us out again with the voice of the King Bee. Mike L gave me another huge hand, especially when I really needed it with the voice of the male snail. The Brother Snail was done by Bertrand, who is part of a really funny podcast called the 99.9% Real Podcast. And the final B-roll was done by Dominic Scolpini, who is also part of a really funny podcast where him and his buddies just argue about random stuff. It's called the General Failure Podcast. Be sure to check out both of those, as they are both really funny and really interesting. After you finish all the Plum Forest Podcast episodes. Because that's what you do, right? Right? Make sure to follow us on those never-ending social media platforms of Twitter and Instagram at Plum Forest Pod. And don't forget to check out our website for interesting tidbits of information at plumforestpodcast.com. And again, if you're ever bored, leave me a comment or review and let me know what you think. It really helps me make this podcast better, and I read every single one, unlike all of those other podcasters, chumps. And as always, next Monday, we have an amazing new episode. Next week's episode is just a drop in the bucket of weirdness, so you don't want to miss it. As always, take care and stay safe, everyone. You just listened to a Where's Kellen production. Nailed it.